This isn't funny. Farmers rise up, and we are about to see further and clearer into space than ever before. I got that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. That's me. Hello. Happy Monday. It's a Monday. It's a holiday here in Malaysia, uh, an Islamic holiday. Uh, actually, it's one of my least favorites. And uh, not to say anything bad about the religion or anything, of course. Uh, but among the things that happen on this holiday is that they sacrifice animals. It's it's an Islamic thing. I'm not Islamic. I don't understand it, so I'm far be it from me to comment about it. What I don't like is that people post these slaughters on their Facebook pages, and it's gross. Look, I know... The burger I ate tonight was came from a cow that was slaughtered in the same way, likely. But, uh, JJ, hey, hello, welcome in, thanks. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, it's like, you know, I love sausages, but I don't want to see the sausages being made. I just, it just, I, I, I can't watch that stuff. So, like I said, for only that reason, I usually try and avoid social media today because they post pic I don't know why you have to post pictures of that but fine it's your holiday it's your celebration you do you uh it's just <clears throat> it's not my thing um all right so having said that uh we got lots going on tonight and uh, of course also coming up later in the show we'll have our book uh we're doing the adventures of Sherlock Holmes we're half or about two-thirds of the way through one of these amazing mysteries from Sherlock Holmes, and we'll we'll get through that. I don't think we'll get to the end tonight. We've got probably two more segments, and then we'll be finished with this one. Uh, yes, we are live, by the way, on Facebook only tonight. I don't know what's going on. I've given up trying to figure it out. Normally, we're live on four platforms, on Facebook, on Twitch.tv, on Rumble.com, and on YouTube, my YouTube channel over there. We record these shows when we're live, like right now, and the audio, we sweeten it up a bit and it goes out as our podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, search us out, look for The Jay Sheldon Show, and please follow and subscribe. Helps us out a lot, and it's free for you. And you can take us with you. We're totally portable. Uh, Also, what we've been doing is uploading the video recording of our show to our normal platforms, except twitch.tv, because they're a pain in the butt over there, and I can't be bothered. But you will always find, if you want to go back and watch the show, you will find our video uh, not only on Facebook, of course, but on uh, YouTube and rumble.com. Find us on both those platforms. Subscribe and follow. It's free, and we really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. All right. There's a lot going on. Uh, This one in particular is in Malaysia, And I know I've got viewers and listeners to our podcast and video stream around the world, uh, but it kind of relates. I'm sure you can feel the pain. Uh, The Crack House Comedy uh, Club uh, had an incident in the last, I guess it was a week or two ago, uh, and they are the ones paying the price, and they shouldn't be. Uh, all the major stand-up comics here in Malaysia have come out 
and spoken against the action taken in temporarily closing the Crackhouse uh, Comedy Club. And uh, I couldn't agree more uh, and join in my simple little voice in uh, calling for the ridiculousness of having this closed, this venue closed uh, for the actions of a couple of morons. Um, there's been a lot of posts. You can look it up. Just look up KL Crackhouse Comedy. Now, again, Facebook gave me crap tonight. I don't know why about posting my show notes. So in my show notes on Facebook tonight, you won't see all the links. They will be there on my podcast. They will be there on rumble.com and on my YouTube channel. So you can get them there. Uh, in the meantime, I just would encourage you to go over to uh, Crackhouse Comedy and uh, and check out uh, their page and give them some support and give them a hey. Uh, Sim Tong, who is a fantastically funny guy, uh, stand-up comic, and he wrote, it's a public post, so anyone can see it. If you've got a Facebook account, you can see it. I'm not sharing anything that's private here. But there have been lots of folks, lots of stand-up comics, lots of regular, normal, everyday people like me who uh, have expressed their... Uh, dissatisfaction and being upset about the fact that uh, the Crackhouse Comedy Club has been temporarily closed because of this, like I said, the actions of a couple of complete idiots. Um, but what Sim wrote, I think, pretty much sums up what not only I, but a lot of people feel. Um, just as background, uh, he writes, the way comedy open mics are run at Crackhouse Comedy Club is the same as most open mics everywhere in the world. People sign up for a spot, they perform for a few minutes, they're either funny or they're not, and then we move on to the next act. They don't get paid, this is the way it's always been since the club's inception eight years ago. It's the way it normally is around the world. And uh, since open mics started in Kuala Lumpur here in Malaysia 13 years ago, uh, nobody's there to insult any groups or insult any religion. Everybody shares laughs, and they go home, and there has never been a problem until now. A few weeks ago, okay, it was a few weeks ago, uh, This they, he writes this lady. I'm not sure I would use that uh, particular descriptor, but fine. Uh, this idiot performed at the open mic, that's my word, at Crackhouse Comedy Club for her first and last time. I can only give you a secondary account as I wasn't there that night, but this is what I gather from watching the viral video. Hey, Naz, Naz, I can't read that. A salty paijo. <laughs> All right. Good to see you. Thank you for the like. Uh, anyway, uh, I can only give you a secondary account. I wasn't there, right, Sim? Uh, but this is what I gather from watching the viral video everyone is talking about, also from friends who were there that night. She was wearing a hijab, that's the Islamic head covering, and uh, a baju kurong, and um, she said she me uh, memorized 15 juzuk al-Quran and then removed the hijab and baju kurong to reveal what she was wearing inside, a very revealing top and a miniskirt. It wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. Some people in the audience cheered and applauded. Um, my understanding is those were people that this idiot had actually invited. Everyone else was too mortified to react in any way. The audience always feels pressure to be supportive of new performers. She was there with her partner, and he recorded the performance. 
that night itself, they were banned from the club. And by the way, uh, the videos are not allowed to be recorded in the club. They were told that, and they decided to violate that rule just to get themselves some publicity. You will not, by the way, see on my show the person's name, the person's picture, even with the face blurred out, or any reference to who they are, because that's all they want, and they should absolutely not be given it. So whatever publicity they think they can generate for their sick selves, they aren't getting it from this show. Yesterday, videos of the performance went viral on the net. On some platforms, the video, uh, as a result, Crackhouse copped a lot of flask, a flack online with people saying, how could they allow such an event? Well, you see, that's the point, and that's where you're wrong. They didn't allow such an event, and as soon as it was out there, they shut it down and banned these idiots from the club. Um, people were very angry at the couple, which is where their anger should be focused, um, but also started attacking the club and its owner, uh, Riesel Van Giesel. Great guy. I know Riesel personally. He is an amazing comedian and a guy whose heart is in just the right place. He is, he is such a great guy. Uh, if you don't know Riesel, it's easy to think that he's very westernized based on his name and demeanor, Sim writes. But I assure you, he is very Malaysian and very much a Muslim. I'm not Muslim myself, nor am I, so I can't judge who is or isn't a good Muslim. But I know that Riesel tries to be one. And what I can say for certain is that he is a good man trying to make an honest living doing what he loves. He's not out to insult or criticize any religion, least of all his own. Sim writes, today I saw the news that Crackhouse has been suspended indefinitely. I'm sad and angry they got caught in the crossfire because two social media idiots wanted to go viral. Uh, correction, someone just informed me the couple did not upload the video with the title blah blah someone else shared and re-uploaded it with that title each resharing kept adding more fuel to the fire imagine you're filthy rich and you throw a party at your house and you invite a whole bunch of guests friends friends of friends everybody's having a good time everybody's enjoying themselves and all of a sudden one couple decides they want to act up. They start screaming and yelling. They get naked. They take all their clothes off. They start throwing beer bottles out the window. They start dancing around on the roof. Your neighbors call the cops and file a complaint about these idiots. The cops show up and they throw you out of your house and don't let you back in because of what these people did. That's pretty much an analogy for what happened with Kale's crack house comedy. Uh, it is insane that they've temporarily closed this place down, and I would hope that cooler heads would prevail. These two people, I understand, are being investigated, thankfully, and hopefully they will get their comeuppance. But like I said, you're not going to see any mention of their name or anything else. It's bad enough I got to actually talk about this story, but I wanted to at least put this out there and. Let me just make this personal for a bit. If you think I'm speaking out of hand or not connected, I'm not connected with the stand-up comedy scene in Malaysia. However, I was. 
I directed a uh, uh, one of the first, if not the first, uh, Malaysian stand-up comedy shows uh, on Astro. It was called Comadiri. Now, before you go nuts, Comadiri had some issues, and that had to do with other things that I was not in charge of. That has to do with the producing of the show and contracts and all that crap. I don't get involved in that. I'm the creative end of things. I was the director of the show. It was, it's my understanding, one of the most successful ratings shows that Astro has ever had. It was a fantastic show. It was hosted uh, one season by, uh, a couple of seasons, I think, by Haritha Iskandar. Uh, the first English, in, in Bahasa, Malaysia, uh, the first English show on Astro Warner was hosted, it's Commodary in English, was hosted by Douglas Lim. And... Uh, so I directed that show. I'm familiar with stand-up comedy. Most every one of all of these performers, stand-up comics, uh, were on the show. All the headliners were there. I got to know and met all of them, some for the first time, and some I'd, I'd worked with before. But every one of them was not only entirely professional, uh, dedicated to their craft, incredibly talented, and honestly, the lot of them, were just some of the nicest people I've ever met. I'm not kidding, and I'm not kissing butt. You guys and stand-up guys and gals in stand-up comedy are just some of the most heartfelt, genuine people it's ever been my pleasure to work with, and I can't say enough. If you ever get a chance, I don't know if it's out there still or not, but Commandeery is a show, fantastically funny, I'm not just saying that because I directed it. Uh, it truly was a, a, an experience that I'll never forget. And uh, I bring that up just simply to let you know that I do know these guys. I know how hard they work. I know what they've accomplished and the amazing success they've had. And uh, it just breaks my heart to see because of a couple of absolute idiots who have no place even on social media. Uh, have to cause all this problem. And apparently, from what I hear, it ain't the first time. So, can we please take care of this problem once and for all? Unbelievable. All right, I've spent a lot of time talking about that, but it's important. It's an important issue. I hope you will support it. When we can get our show notes posted, you will find also a link to the KL Crackhouse Comedy Club in our show notes. Please give them a like and a follow. Even better, if you're in KL... Get a ticket to their show once they reopen and go support them. They need your help, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will be in for a fantastically funny, great time. All right. That's uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Thank you, Sim, for that write-up, by the way. Brilliant, brilliant piece. Thank you. There's lots of them out there. All right. We got a lot going on tonight. We got lots more to talk about, including farmers. Mm. Sorry, coffee break time. Okay, we didn't do our Miko update, by the way, because I wanted to get right into that important topic, but Miko's doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, she's, she's doing really well. Uh, all right, so farmers have had it. They are done. And not just farmers, Sri Lankans have also had it. More and more people are beginning to realize the stupidity of the ways of certain groups like the World Economic Forum these unelected morons who are trying to run and control our lives. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you ought to, and you should check it out. The headlines are amazing. They're everywhere. Sri Lankan protesters storm government officials' homes and set the houses on fire. Yeah, serious. 
Uh, these, <laughs> these are actually the protesters making use of the president's swimming pool after they stormed the house. And the president climbed on a plane and said, I'm out of here. See ya. Uh, yeah, it's chaos. Uh, Sri Lankan president has agreed to step down. Uh, the people of Sri Lanka have been in protest for months. Now the situation's reached its peak. They've stormed the official residences and private homes of the prime minister, president, and other government officials. Uh, because of the fact the protesters blamed the Sri Lankan government for the corruption and mismanagement that's led to the collapse of their economy. And not only did they have to endure skyrocketing food and med medicine prices, but also constant power cuts and the closure of public transportation to save on fuel supplies. They have been going nuts over this. And Sri Lanka is not the only place people are protesting. People are getting a little sick and tired. And uh, farmers in the Netherlands, we talked about this on our last show, and man, it's just getting worse and worse. <coughs> farmers are fighting back in the Netherlands. They're spraying manure on government officials' houses. They are blockading. Here's some other videos. They're blockading roads. And it's not only happening in the Netherlands. Italy is not far behind. A lot of other countries where these ridiculous lockdowns and things are happening are, are protesting. And um, it's just, look, it, it, the mainstream media is not covering this. You will not see this on any of those fake news outlets, CNN, MSA, MSDNC, uh, any, you know, N NBC, CBS, ABC, they're not covering this stuff. And it is huge. Thousands upon thousands of people who've had enough and they're fighting back. Put it in a search engine, not Google, because Google is crap and they'll never send you to the right place. Find DuckDuckGo, even though that's kind of iffy too. But find a search engine that will give you legit results and look up these protests in Italy, in the Netherlands, around the world. You'll see them and you'll see the hundreds of thousands of people who have said, this is my red line. This is the hill I'm going to die on. No more. And more power to them. It's unbelievable. If you please do read and see the stories. I posted these in our show notes. Show notes will be up after the show. So uh, check that out if you can. And uh, it's just going to get worse before it gets better, folks. I'm telling you. All right. Time for some good news before we get on with our book here tonight. Uh, what do we got going? Oh, yes. We are 24 hours away. 24 hours or less away from the James Webb Space Telescope's first images. I've told you before, I'm an absolute geek nerd when it comes to outer space and this kind of stuff. And I cannot, I, literally, I cannot wait. I'm itching like mad to get to see these amazing images. They are coming up and uh, they are being released tomorrow well, it would be tomorrow, Malaysian time. It's about 20 after 10 at night here in Malaysia. I know on the east coast of the U.S., it's 20 after 10 in the morning on a Monday. Um, but here is the uh, targets that they announced. The Carina Nebula, WASP-96B Spectrum, Southern Ring Nebula, Stevens Quintet, 
and SMAX 0723, which means almost nothing to me. But those are the targets that they have uh, scheduled to take a look at, and they will be publishing the first images from the James Webb Space Telescope. The link to this, again, is in our show notes. And please, when you go there, go to the main page for James Webb Space Telescope. Give them a follow. You won't be disappointed. This time tomorrow, we will have some of the clearest pictures from some of the furthest away images that have ever been taken by man of our universe. And man, if that doesn't excite you, I don't think you can get excited because that is the coolest thing. Wow. It's coming up and it will be around uh, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. One more thing before we go on to our book. And uh, we always end with a piece of good news. Uh, This is amazing. It's a post from uh, a, a group called Where True Love Is. And it's a simple little story. Very quick one. But you think about this. I just saw a Reddit post by someone with extreme anxiety that was asking how to order a sandwich at Subway because they'd never tried it. They were afraid to try it. Their anxiety was so bad they couldn't get through it. They thought they couldn't get through it. Well, someone replied, and they wrote out step-by-step instructions without being snarky or judgmental, and told them exactly how to go through the process of ordering a sandwich at Subway, which, you know, to you and I is just another thing. I eat Subway once in a while, and, you know, you know the process. You pick your bread, you pick your type of sandwich, you get all the toppings, heated or not heated, then you put all the extras on it and the sauces, and you pay and you go and you eat. But to somebody with extreme anxiety, that is a huge process. And this person, again, without being judgmental, just wrote out all the steps on how to order a Subway sandwich. It sounds so simple, but to someone in this condition, it is a mountain to climb. And the person who wrote this says, it is the kindest, sweetest thing I've seen in months. How true. That's amazing. What a sweet, sweet story. Love that. Wow. All right. Cool beans. It's time to uh, move on here, and we're going to get into our book. We read books on this show. Yes, we do. We've done all kinds of books. They come to us courtesy of Gutenberg.org, the Gutenberg Project, public domain books, all kinds there. Children's books, adult books, novels, fiction, nonfiction, semi-fiction, uh, all kind you name it. We, we usually pick the fun ones that we're familiar with. We've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of phenomenal books. You'll find them on all our past shows on Rumble.com or my uh, YouTube channel. And uh, they're all there. We break them up into chapters or parts of chapters till we get through the book and we move on to another one. And so for the last many streams, we've been doing the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. We are right in the middle of another adventure now. And uh, I encourage you, please, to to get your kids to read. You read, too. and uh, Or you can listen as you uh, listen to our podcast. Uh, 
to the adventures of Sherlock Holmes, which is what we've been doing now. Uh, when we left off, Sherlock Holmes said that he expected to have a very busy day tomorrow. A large and comfortable double-bedded room had been placed at our disposal, and I was quickly between the sheets, for I was weary after my night of adventure. Sherlock Holmes was a man, however, who, when he had an unsolved problem upon his mind, would go for days or even for a week without rest, turning it over, rearranging the facts, looking at it from every point of view, until he had either fathomed it or convinced himself that his data was insufficient. It was soon evident to me that he was now preparing for an all-night sitting. He took off his coat, waistcoat, put on a large blue dressing gown, and then wandered about the room, collecting pillows from his bed and cushions from the sofa and armchairs. With these, he constructed a sort of eastern divan, upon which he perched himself cross-legged with an ounce of shag tobacco and a box of matches laid out in front of him. In the dim light of the lamp, I saw him sitting there, an old briar pipe between his lips, his eyes fixed vacantly upon the corner of the ceiling, the blue smoke curling up from him, silent, motionless, with the light shining upon his strong-set aquiline features. And so, as he sat, I dropped off to sleep. And so he sat, when a sudden ejaculation caused me to wake up, and I found the summer sun shining into the apartment. The pipe was still between his lips, the smoke still curled upward, and the room was full of a dense tobacco haze, but nothing remained of the heap of shag which I had seen upon the previous night. Awake, Watson, he asked. Yes. Game for a morning drive? Certainly. Then dress. No one is stirring yet, but I know where the stable boy sleeps, and we shall soon have the trap out. He chuckled to himself as he spoke, his eyes twinkled, and he seemed a different man to the somber thinker of the previous night. As I dressed, I glanced at my watch. It was no wonder no one was stirring. It was twenty-five minutes past four. I'd hardly finished when Holmes returned with the news the boy was putting in the horse. I want to test a little theory of mine, he said, putting on his boots. I think, Watson that you are now standing in the presence of one of the most absolute fools in Europe. I deserve to be kicked from here to Charing Cross, but I think I have the key of the affair now. And where is it? I asked, smiling. In the bathroom, he answered. Oh, yes, I'm not joking. He continued, seeing my look of incredulity. I've just been there. And I have taken it out, and I have got it in this Gladstone bag. Come on, my boy, we shall see whether or not it will fit the lock. We made our way downstairs as quietly as possible, and out into the bright morning sunshine. In the road stood our horse and trap, with the half-clad stable boy waiting at the head. We both sprang in, and away we dashed down London Road. A few country carts were stirring, bearing in vegetables to the metropolis, but the line of villas on either side were as silent and lifeless as some city in a dream. Been in some points a singular case, said Holmes, flicking the horse unto a gallop. 
I confess that I've been as blind as a mole, but it's better to learn wisdom late than to never to learn it at all. In the town, the earliest risers were just beginning to look sleepily from their windows as we drove through the streets of the Surrey side. Passing down the Waterloo Bridge Road, we crossed over the river and, dashing up Wellington Street, wheeled sharply to the right and found ourselves in Bow Street. Sherlock Holmes was well known to the force, and the two constables at the door saluted him. One of them held the horse's head while the other led us in. "'Who's on duty?' asked Holmes. "'Inspector Bradshaw, sir.' "'Ah, Bradshaw, how are you?' A tall, stout official had come down the stone-flagged passage in a peaked cap and a frog jacket. "'I wish to have a quiet word with you, Bradshaw.' "'Certainly, Mr. Holmes. Step into my room here.' It was a small office-like room with a huge ledger upon the table and a telephone projecting from the wall. The inspector sat down at his desk. And what can I do for you, Mr. Holmes? I called about that beggarman Boone, the one who was charged with being concerned in the disappearance of Mr. Neville St. Clair of Lee. Ah, yes, he was brought up and remanded for further inquiries. So I've heard. You have him here? In the cells. Is he quiet? Oh, he gives no trouble but he is a dirty scoundrel. Dirty? Yes, it's all we can do to make him wash his hands, and his face is as black as a tinker's. Well, once his case has been settled, he'll have a regular prison bath, and I think if you saw him, you'd agree with me that he needed it. I should like to see him very much. Would you? Well, that's easily done. Come this way. You can leave your bag. Uh, No, I think that I'll take it. Very good. Come this way, if you please. And he led us down a passage, opened a barred door, passed down a winding stair, and brought us to a whitewashed corridor with a line of doors on either side. The third on the right is his, said the inspector. Here it is. He quietly shot back a panel in the upper part of the door and glanced through. He's asleep, said he. You can see him very well. We both put our eyes to the grating. The prisoner lay with his face toward us in a very deep sleep, breathing slowly and heavily. He was a middle-sized man, coarsely clad, as became his calling, with a colored shirt protruding through the rent in his tattered coat. He was, as the inspector had said, extremely dirty, but the grime which covered his face could not conceal its repulsive ugliness. A broad wheel from an old scar ran right across it from eye to chin, and by its contraction had turned up the side of the upper lip, so that three teeth were exposed in a perpetual snarl. A shock of very bright red hair grew low over his eyes and forehead. "'He's a beauty, isn't he?' said the inspector. "'He certainly needs a wash,' said Holmes." I had an idea that he might, and I took the liberty of bringing the tools with me. He opened the Gladstone bag as he spoke, and took out, to my astonishment, a very large bath sponge. Oh, you're a funny one, chuckled the inspector. Now, 
if you will give me the great goodness to open that door very quietly, we will soon make him cut a much more respectable figure. Well, I don't know why not, said the inspector. He doesn't look a credit to the Bow Street cells, does he? He slipped his key in the lock, and we all very quietly entered the cell. The sleeper half-turned and then settled down once more into a deep slumber. Holmes stooped to the water jug, moistened his sponge, and then rubbed it twice vigorously across and down the prisoner's face. Let me introduce you, Holmes shouted, to Mr. Neville St. Clair in the county of Kent. Ooh, cool. All right. That's good. <laughs> very cool. Well, we've found Mr. Neville St. Clair, or more appropriately, Mr. Holmes has found Mr. Neville St. Clair. All right. We're going to find out how he figured that whole thing out and end this adventure coming up in our next stream on Wednesday night. And then we'll move into another adventure from uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> very cool. All right, folks, that's, uh, that's going to do it for us. We will see you again. Uh, let's see. I did miss some chats. I'm sorry about that. Uh, JJ says, Rizal, very professional actor on set. Amazing guy on set. Rizal is an amazing guy. I told you that before. Uh, and thank you for having me involved in Kamadiri and uh, the tech side. Yes, JJ, thank you for your amazing service uh, during our shooting there of, uh, of Kamadiri. What a great time. Great memories. <laughs> All right, please do support the KL Crackhouse Comedy Club. Uh, I know right now, temporarily, they are closed, but uh, I'll let people know how you feel. And uh, once they get reopened again, do all you can to help support them. Again, right at this very moment in our show notes, the links aren't there, but they will be. So by the time you see this, if you're not watching live, you can uh, check it out and uh, give them your support. Please do that. All those guys work far too hard to have a couple of morons ruin what is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I will see you again on Wednesday night, and that's going to do it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm Jay Sheldon, and strangely enough, this is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Good night.